Hi and welcome to Integrated Awakenings. It's me, Maria, and today we are talking about divine marriage and dual slash multiple awareness. Now, hi. Okay, so it's been a while. I've been trying to get to this divine marriage concept just because it's a really legendary energy in alchemical Gnostic practices, in energetic practices. It's just this big, when you marry yourself slash align a lot of polarities slash energies dualities it's just really cool it's just really resonant and very convenient but i wanted to give everybody a real shot at deeply touching this and deeply really understanding how to do this that's why do be patient about me when i give transmit give examples of how to go about this so for example if you just came off of the last episode which is basically about union i gave an extracurricular exercise where you kind of walk around as 80 percent of a different energy that you're not as used to being right let me throw a wrench at that idea and be like okay do that with your food Because the thing is, your food is so intelligent that it transforms to you that you killing it, mashing it together, masticating it, making it into essence form of you, that is marriage. That is kind of like what is an example of an everyday weaving, energetic weaving that is so like from physical to up, it's happening, right? And most of the time, people are not noticing that intimacy yeah even with like air breath yeah but i do want to say i do want to focus on food because you'll notice how different textures of food and based on your reverence to it has a different relating to how you are ingesting it and the more you get deeper into this you could actually feel the reverberation of love of how that food was prepared yeah Yeah. So the thing is, this comes online automatically for some folks in terms of like, wow, I'm suddenly so sensitive to food. But if you're trying to actually get better at cooking or just honestly have a healthier relationship with food. So for example, you have EDs or you're just so that ED is eating disorder. Or if you're trying to just up amp up the nutrients of whatever you're eating having this basic reverence and just this willing to marry with it i'm telling you you're sanctifying everything you're eating and it's really wonderful so again union right still in theme now why am i talking about dual awareness how is that prep okay here's the thing let me just shift a little bit okay here's the thing a lot of meditative journeys have you closing your eyes and journeying into your internal realm and navigating that internal realm, right? Which is great because you're accessing the subconscious and subtle stuff. So you need to turn off external attention, right? Notice how a lot of these visualization exercises, when you go to a theater group, like an acting exercises, when they visualize energy, their eyes are open. Why? Because when they're performing, their eyes are open. They can't close their eyes and pretend they're the they're you know they're their role right. They're fiery. They're angry, and then be in that state. No, they have to do it with their eyes open. Plus, they have to pay attention to: is it my turn to speak? 
right? What is my blocking? There's so many impetus from the external environment that they need to hold while having a good grasp of their internal world. You see where I'm getting at here? So this is why it's dual awareness because you still need to have an external observer focus but also another hand in that internal subtle focus. Yeah. So for folks who have a hard time, um, like they keep passing out or they keep, meaning they, they keep sleeping in meditations, or if it's like you get really loopy fast, like you have, you lose sense of reality fast. I'm like, do more dual awareness. Why? Because when you're subtly gazing into an object, right? So, so softly gazing into an object. So for example, you're touching unconditional love and you're softly gazing into a photo of your family right so you're channeling that love energy from inside of you and expressing it outwardly into an attention point which is physical which is the picture of your family do you see why it's dual awareness right it's like point a point b shoot energy from a to b line it's a line you see that so the reason why I'm trying to induct people into this idea of having multiple awarenesses is because when we're doing things like divine marriage, we're invoking several archetypes. So the mother, the father, the princess, and then the crone, and then the the king, and then the frustrated prince who's complaining to the queen. Do you see what I'm saying? There's like a lot of chess pieces on the board. And the thing is, you're not only bringing awareness to what your scorned feminine feels like, you need to have part of your awareness entrained into the divine masculine. You see what I'm saying? Again, let me repeat that in a simpler way. So, for example, you're chanting love, you're beaming it to your uh, picture of your family. What we're going to do with divine marriage is that you're channeling perfect feminine and channeling it to your scorned masculine and then you're going to do that again with your perfect masculine healing and holding and channeling it to your scorned feminine you see that so it's a little bit of math you're drawing lines now you're not just focusing on a point yeah so this is why i'm giving this concept first because i feel like some folks aren't so comfortable in the subtle realms and subconscious realms that if i ask you to picture two points you're gonna have a hard time right so if you were having a session with me this might be easier because i will hold one point so for example you bring up your scorned feminine and i will literally channel what your masculine is saying so it's a conversation very easy now the thing is um that's not what's gonna happen in this episode because unfortunately (laughs) because unfortunately uh Every, we need a more general way to go about this, right? So I need you to listen. So this, what I mean by general is that I also need you to listen to what the masculine and the feminine, both of them are saying. I need you to have like extra ears, okay? Now, now, I know that might be overwhelming for some folks, but 
if you've been doing the guide work a lot, you've probably tried doing this. I'll be surprised if you didn't do this, but you have a little conference meeting with any anybody and everything that's involved with something, right? It's like, okay, we're doing Christmas party. Let's invite everybody involved in the Christmas party, sales, <laughs> management, right? So so you you get all the pieces on the table, right? So what I'm trying to say is that this might seem alien to you for subtle realms, but this is something that you actually normally do as your conscious self. You've held meetings, you've done group work, you've played with several toys all at once. Okay, so this shifting of roles and paying attention to multiple things at the same time, quite, you know, believable, doable. Now, I do want to note something. For folks who tend to love multitasking, quote-unquote, can't hold their attention onto one thing. What I noticed with this, folks, especially if you're like a huge energy, is that you tend to need multiple points of focus so that the energy triangulates and emerges into a new point. What am I saying? So, for example, um, you need music going on to write a story and you're triangulating where you're going with the story and then how the music is changing you and then you emerge into a new point. So it's like A plus B gets to C. I can't do C with just A. I need A, B equals C. A, B goes to C. You see what I'm saying? So some people's awareness, and I really do see this, some people's awareness look like tripods rather than, or like dual bicycles, but the tripod is more common, I think. Um, than a single focus point. So what I notice is that people with strong mental bodies, so with very strong swords energy, like focusing on one thing, right? So, it, But if you're more of like a fire water form slash your energy form is quite huge, you need more complex sets of points, meaning... Uh, it's like you're baking. You know when you're baking, you're you're working on the soft things and the, the dry things, and then you're doing it all together to get to the product? You need like s- multiple train tracks going. What I'm trying to say is that that's dual slash multiple awareness. In the same way that when we're doing these uh, shamanic ceremonies where we're putting our attention on multiple things. That's kind of what you're doing in your everyday life. Yeah, you, you have your attention split into multiple things because these split energies are interfacing with each other, right? And then you're stitching it together into one thing, which is A, for example, A plus B plus C equals D, Right. So it's just you're I really do want to say it's quite additive. It's quite synergizing. And I really want to encourage that if somebody feels like they are like this and they cannot do meditations that are boring and single pointed, I really just please like if you have friends like this, if you have people who feel denied about awareness practices because they are like this, gently, lovingly, I want to say fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that, that's not true. That's not true. A lot of 
deeper dimensional stuff needs you to be able to hold multiple points of awareness. So just lean into it. Okay, you need to know what you're actually doing so that you could actually master it. And now I just gave you a bunch of words to know what you're doing. Okay, so given that, um, I want to give one last example before we do the uh, divine marriage discussion. Another example, when I am teaching or when I am doing a session, um, I am listening to you, the person who hired me. the client right i'm i'm listening to the client i'm having like a normal human conversation while i'm attrained to the energy of what you're saying and i'm attrained to every fucking guy that like showed up and wanted to transmute the energy and sees different perspectives of everything so when i channel your master self and your guides they don't occupy my consciousness like i'm still holding my own consciousness i'm just having a lot of telephone lines on yeah so how many points of awareness do you think i'm juggling (laughs) even when i do this podcast a part of me is attrained to your energy in terms of like the group consensus energy of the people listening and attrained to the energy of source that is concerned with what i'm transmitting so i'm doing triangles i'm always kind of triangulating stuff yeah, and then when these triangles come together, they become little fractals. Yeah, they become little mandalas. Okay, and then mandalas always gather around the center, and usually the center point is me, and then or maybe a direction of energy that we're trying to get to, right? So it's very geometry in that way because you get this one point of awareness, other point of awareness, and then boom, you 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 shoot. A plus B and then I I have identified the new trajectory, right? So X axis, Y axis, here's the arrow. You see, very math. So yeah, because it's energy, right? It's it's a force. So what I'm trying to say here, what I'm trying to say here with multiple awareness, dual awareness, um, other than validating the people who multitask is that When you want to channel more nuanced things, right? You want to be, for example, you're in a meeting. And you want to be listening to the meeting. And you want to be listening to spirit commenting on the meeting, right? At the same time. You need to have multiple tracks of awareness on. A lot of yogis can actually even iterate that, oh, I probably have like eight tracks on all the time. Like, I'm listening to the land, I'm listening to the person talking, I'm listening to my higher self. And it's, it's like multiple things going on all the time, yeah? So, I know this sounds overwhelming, but it gets really easy. So, for example, you know when you're first learning, learning to drive a car, and it's like, oh, I need to check several things. I need to check the gas, the pedal, the mirrors the mm, the stick shift right and then when you kind of get used to it you're like okay i'm i need to pay attention to these several small things but i'm focused on one goal which is getting somewhere right so the thing is when you're doing these meetings and you're paying attention to what people are saying but you're also listening to spirit you have one goal which is highest and best for everybody in this meeting right so it's still no matter how many points you put on the dartboard, it all falls down to one point. 
which is highest and best slash direction of whatever the fuck you're doing. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is that when you're mastering these channels of awareness, there comes a point when it's so automatic that it's just running on the back burner. Yeah, so there was a time for me when I would look at my mentor and be like, how is it? How are angels suddenly just saying that, oh, I need to rest for a week because um, physically I'm going to be bad and then I need to schedule stuff for blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, I should post this because source said so. And I was like, how are they constantly talking to spirit like that? I was so, I was so intrigued and they were just telling me, no, you can do that. Like, it's... <laughs> It's easy. You could you could do that. You just ask. And so and I was like, what? what? So so it took me and then it took me some time to get used to the idea of, oh okay, I just need to have that train track on, of okay, I'm just open to intuitive, spiritual, energetic hits. Gentle hits, you know, not that it's gonna railroad whatever action i'm doing for example i'm busy baking or something but it's like enough of a there's like a ping there's like a notification note in my brain and the thing is that channel just needs to be on right i just need to give my email address to the spirit so and then they'll just send me stuff they'll just send me messages i just need to give my email see see this is what i'm trying to offer to people so I am specific about this podcast in terms of I want to talk about divine marriage. But <laughs> but I understand that for people to do to hold two poles, two opposing poles together means that you need to get used to paying attention to two things deeply. Right? So for example, in the last episode, I asked you to really sit into the energy of like a guide energy, right? So for example, you had a leopard and you were like sitting in that leopard energy. Okay, if I gave you bird, like, okay, tap into uh, dove also, and I need you to over pattern it, could you do it, right? Could you mesh those two things together? Could you harmonize it together? Could you merge? Could you union it? Yeah, and some people are like, what? And then you give it to a kid and they're like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's basically having two Pokemons. <laughs> yeah, so I know that it's a little bit of a, you need to kind of break your concept of one, your internal imagination having limits. And two, just, um, how do I say this? Don't make your internal world so clinical and so structured in a way that it feels like an adult did it in terms of how boring it is. Yeah, I need you to... I need you to expand your concept of creativity and capacities. And that is... This is, this is a part, right? This is a part in terms of, oh, you could do that? Oh, I could do that. Yeah, and then you will be doing that. <laughs> so, okay, all right. So, enough with the nitpicking with that. I will go to the uh, divine marriage part. Now, I did say that 
this is basically unionizing an essential pull, uh, not really essential, but one of the more archetypal polarities. Now, I want you to think about two magnets that repel and then suddenly attract. Right, so you you rub them enough together as they're repelling, they suddenly attract each other. That's the nature of magnets. There is a pull, magnets that are have polarity. Right, there's a repulsion and an attraction. The reason why there's so many love songs, why we're so attracted to people, right, to experiences, love, is because it is seeking a greater union. Your little black magnet tablet what do you call that those little black rocks right they used to look like uh small coins in my school but anyway um that little black rock right is seeking more of its friends to unionize with it and become like a bigger thing that's like your energy self seeking to expand right so even when you're having these loving experiences and wanting to fall in love with people and things and you are having an experience of expansion and that's why you like it that's why there's so many hormones <laughs> that are tripping up for it yeah and there is also repulsion right because it's magnetized poles someone's holding a positive quality a negative po- quality polarity right there's a yin someone's holding the yin someone's holding the yang and then if it hasn't rubbed enough, right, and is going the right direction, it's going to repel instead of attract. It's going to do run the opposite way. It's not even going to be in a neutral position. It's going to whoom. It's, it's going to run. Now, I know that I'm talking a lot of math and physics <laughs> for a spirituality episode. Or, I mean, podcast. But the thing is, I need you to understand that the philosophical existence of our reality is quite scientific in a way that quantum physics, quantum math is true there. So I so I need you to also, if you have any inkling in you that's like, how can that be spiritual? And I'm like, but that's the basis of existence and isn't existence spirit. You are spiritualizing matter. Right, so I, I I need folks to really feel like, um, when, because the thing is, we have so many cultural projections into a feminine pole, into a masculine pole, and it's like, yo, those are just textures, those are just orientations, and I need you to purify those orientations so that they can finally merge and get married. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Okay. So given that, let's look at the masculine texture. Okay, let's do a really short exercise. I want you to breathe in, breathe out, and then keep your eyes open. Let's practice your dual awareness now. Um, Rest into your core. Breathe in and have a really prolonged breathe out. And then don't breathe in for a bit. Just experience like a small death. Feel into that energy of death, how piercing it is. And I want you to feel a hundred meters around you, everything that's dying. Kind of feel the weight and gravity of that. Try to prolong the not breathing thing, but if you feel compelled to breathe again, just take really gentle sips of air. Don't, Don't overdo it. Just try to settle into that silence. Yeah. 
okay 200 meters around you and everything that's dying even the particles even the cells of each human everything that's just quiet like primordial quiet okay go 300 kilometers around you 500 for folks who can do it try to feel for everything that's dying on earth and then just keep going inside of it inside of it inside of that death energy okay okay walk out now when i say walk out walk out internally because technically you didn't close your eyes right okay how does that feel some folks have told me oh it's sobering it's heavy it's piercing because you know how like when death comes it's like oh when somebody says oh somebody died and they're like oh it makes you so aware of how mortal you are but also it's like oh shit this is actually what's important like all the draws all your bullshit all your fluff dies because it cuts to the essential right so this is the masculine piercing dynamic quality right because it is okay so depending on the tradition you're doing or you're using depending on your culture some of these qualities are going to jump around in terms of like being feminine or masculine so some cultures have feminine being the more dynamic one so i'm just gonna stick with piercing so yeah (laughs) so i'm just i'm giving you one version of the polarity of feminine and masculine okay the one i like to use right and i understand if culturally you do something else okay do whatever is working for you but usually usually and this is across cultures quite true the masculine tends to be having a strong spine axis like you know how death strips you of everything so it's like you were clothed you had all this baggage and you're like stripped down and you're just like a stick standing that's the posture that's the guard energy of like this is what still stands yeah this is why a lot of quote-unquote masculine stances in martial arts or in even if you have like little warriors that you make sculptures of they're standing the the stance is usually could even be wide-legged because it's trying to hold the base right okay so i want and also even if you think about for example mountains um old trees that people attribute to uh masculine energy you know how like mountains are quiet the mountain does not bow to a howling wind right it's it's still right there's an emphasis to it being almost like a wall immovable and there's that archetype of the, you know, that quiet dad who loves you but says nothing, <laughs> kind of dumb with their emotions. And that's the thing, because the expression, energy, texture of that silence, of that guard, of that I will not talk superfluous things, is very alive in that person, right? That, that texture is alive in that person, which can be also alive in like a woman or a queer person. But yeah, it's a texture. Okay. Let's do feminine. Okay, really quick. Breathe in, breathe out. And I want you to almost open your arms upward, arms upward, and your internal energy self to open your arms, hair, legs out. Almost like a flower. 
anything about you that you could even dream of opening. So almost like all your cells, DNA, just just opening, opening your spine, opening your your spine. This all of them are flowers, and it's just opening, right? Recep- receptive, and almost like you know how you stretch your mouth open to yawn, right? So it's almost like that feeling of relaxation because you just yawned and then sometimes you know how when you open your mouth really big when you laugh it's almost like <laughs> it's because you're so relaxed and it, and it just bubbles out of you right the relaxation and the joy just bubbles out of you so just feel that big open mouth flower energy and feel if either laughter or relaxation happens to you and what kind of movement happens to you right because when you're receiving you're you're receiving forces and the forces move you okay picture within yourself what kind of movement you're doing you could also physically move if you like that but also tune into the force that is entering your little flowers right and i want you to feel how life moves you all the life, how it's so alive around you and how it moves you, interfaces with you. A hundred meter radius around you. It could even be a sphere if you want, like a hundred meter radius sphere, right? Okay, and let's make it bigger, 300. How much movement is happening? How much life is happening? How much chaos is happening, right? Okay, go to 0.5 kilometers. hectare okay and for folks who can stretch it out the whole world feel how all the forces are like bubbling up and wanting to just emerge and be received by you all right okay take as much time as you want this one's kind of fun people are usually more comfortable with this rather than the death one and when you're done um try to make your vision of yourself smaller Right, and then just settle back into your physical environment and go back to listening to me. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what feminine is usually is. The experience of it. It's this big receptive energy that is so yielding, is so surrendering that all of life rushes in to animate you. But that also get begets the archetype of the wild feminine, where because she's so uncontrollable and so untamed, right? That she is too chaotic that she destroys. You know how like nature, tsunami, um, a woman who just wants to destroy someone verbally <laughs> doesn't even care about uh, what what you're gonna hit, right? Even when the typical man is angry there's actually a rush of estrogen in their system which is usually feminine coded and it's very how do i say this chaotic yeah you you explode like a volcano pele was a woman right so what i'm trying to say is that this feminine texture is wild right it's moving it's like spirals and do you see how they are perfect for each other? <laughs> this feminine texture and this masculine texture. This stillness that is so bored. Because, okay. So one of my favorite divine marriage couple examples is Parvati and Shiva. So Shiva is 
emptiness, right? Silence wants to sleep all day and die into consciousness and until he is like awoken for something necessary. And Parvati is this devotional love that's evoking him to, no, I want you to service life. I want you to dance with life, with Leela slash I want you to teach yoga too so that people will actually receive your energy because sometimes they can't handle just pure emptiness, right? So it's very, um, they make a good couple. Right, it's a good couple. Um, they balance each other out, and the thing is that, in the same way that we, in the same way that we heal our internal mother, so that we could mother other people in a healthy way and not in a toxic, possessive way. Inner marriage is something we do because we want to rectify how our lover and beloved act towards each other, how this feminine and masculine textures adore, love, devote, steward each other, right? You want to fix that in you so that when you do it towards other people, meaning you want to lovingly guide them towards what's correct or you want to adore them, you're not playing out like a toxic marriage spat inside of you and then just putting it on your partner or even your kids or even just your friends you're you're playing out the same scripts so the reason why i am doing this whole let's fix let's fix the relational drama in you is because um a lot of these are projected outwardly so for example if you have the why are all men trash in terms of the dating scene or there are no good women out there anymore trustable women anymore there's a little there's little barbs there's little hooks of your internal wow i love how internal is so close to eternal that's crazy anyway your internal eternal <laughs> texture grasp of that feminine that 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 queen energy that masculine energy that king energy how they're intertwined right if you have a good grasp of that all that external shit won't trigger you anymore right you could actually move that and you can actually hear why it's happening you could hear the duress of the feminine when they're crying out for better men and you would actually understand and be able to help from a place of mastery rather than criticism, rather than just take a cheap shot at the patriarchy. You would actually come from a space where your feminine and masculine is so aligned that you can actually birth the new world that does not have a bias towards a feminine or masculine texture and just has all of it because you are source. You are all of it. You see what I'm saying? Now, the thing is, some people might have the question of, like, why did Source differentiate into polarities of, like, the feminine and the masculine? And I'm like, okay, you ever read a love story or enjoyed being in love? It was nice, right? It was nice the falling into, expanding into an object of love and devotion. It was nice. That's kind of like what God's doing. 
<laughs> so the thing is, when we pick a polarity, so when I do social dancing, for example, and I'm the lead or I'm the follow, I understand that I could dance by myself. I literally dance by myself. I love it. When we participate in a polarity with someone else, it's because we wanted to do this dance. I wanted to do this role. I wanted to do this dance where we're kind of contrasting, but we kind of complement each other. See what I'm saying? So it's very... Um, polarization is a game that is often mistaken as separation and difference. Like, it becomes conflict because you're too different. I can't, per- I can't possibly be union with you. I can't, I can't be God with you. Like, I can't be source energy with you. What? Like, I hate you. Like, I'm in conflict with you, right? But the thing is, you go back to the perfect, you know, compliments of the yin and yang, right? The catch and the throw, literally made for each other in this greater whole, you only descended into that smaller role. For example, me being a follow in a partner dance. I only descend, I limited myself into that smaller role because I wanted to experience the dance. Yeah? So anytime you're in a very polarizing situation or you're in a partnership which is more complementary, rather, and you're like having a hard time in terms of like, we just don't think alike. We're too different, right? You're setting yourself up for a game of polarization. And the way you win polarization is love slash marriage. Yeah? Because the thing is, nothing is outside of you as source. So the thing is that you either integrate, purify that other thing, but you're also playing the game of, mm, mm, okay, let's tussle, let's wrestle a bit until it becomes like crazy beautiful sex. Yeah? <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm saying about, I know that some uh, spiritual folks, healing folks, might be a little bit sex-averse slash polarity-averse because they think it's another form of limitation. And I'm like, yeah. It is kind of like a limitation, but it's like a willing role. It's like when you go to the gym and you put on like ankle weights. Yeah, it's a limitation, but it had a purpose. Yeah. So the thing is, when I, you know, quote unquote, limit myself into being a receptive follower for, for example, a salsa dance or a tango dance, it was a willing, quote unquote, limitation. Because I wanted to experience our greater union as two creators co-creating this dance. You see, you think it was a limitation, but it's actually a bait and switch. I wanted to nab another infinity, which is you, right? Which is your partner. You see what I'm saying? So the thing is, I'm, 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 really, um, I'm really sketching this dance out for y'all. Because this dance happens in you and outside of you. And sometimes you can't tell the difference which came from where. Yeah. So some people will have patterns of, for example, oh, I kind of just keep going for bad boys. <laughs> like, I just like being their savior or something. Like, so, so for example, you're, you're, you have a pattern, right? 
and you don't even know where it came from in a sense that you don't know if it's karmic like it came from other lives or it's just imprinted on you physically because of your excess or it's inside of you there's just, it's just the reason why i'm talking about it like this in terms of i'm not strictly sticking through the archetype i'm also talking about it with your relationships and like the way you view the concept in the world is because for a lot of folks this is so relational and so pervasive that when i ask you okay how is your masculine hurting how's your feminine hurting all of what you're going to answer is going to be all of that you're you're not going to be able to tell if it's like from your internal world your internal drama if it's if it's your ex or if it's your dad you know daddy issues it's like it's like it's all going to go into one gumbo pot okay this is why i'm casting my net really wide in terms of like how i want you to feel and to think about to and like shift into this idea of what union is yeah and i know that i promised a short ceremony but i have another thing to explain which is sex energy <laughs> and then i'm going to do the inductions okay I know people are excited but we'll do them at the end. Okay. So about sex energy. So I love it when systems call the sacral chakra the polarity chakra because that is such a perfect way to describe it because when you get two infinities together like egg and sperm together life and death life death life together you create new universe life new baby right um the thing is that's why that's the creative center because you are penetrated by consciousness right and then presence/life exudes out of you yeah and then you create things you create an experience when someone penetrates you real good you feel like dying from pleasure right so you see the metaphor of sex right just the mechanism of it i'm sorry that it's heteronormative but we're talking about physics here when something pierces a receptive quality right and impregnates it with like just this possibility nesting in the consciousness and then it germinates into an idea a pregnancy and an a, a potency a capacity right it's basically just an energetic exchange you see what i'm saying so what i'm trying to get at is that you know how when you meditate into something so deeply that everything becomes it, it like you see it in everything so for example if life you you meditate so deeply into dance everything is a dance right you meditate so deeply into music it's like oh everything is music right you meditate so deeply into source and it's like oh everything is source right so i do want to say that this is the second chakra and its truth is that everything is sex everything is dying procreating and birthing itself constantly everything is exuding pleasure or maybe not so nice sex as it is birthing itself so sometimes when you're like making something and there's like it's it's bad sex in a sense of oh, it's friction and not flowing right right and then sometimes it's like what oh, nice sex right 
it's like all the kind of like you release trauma slash have the time of your life kind of sex right so i do want people to tap into the possibility that when y'all are her horny motherfucker <laughs> when you have these desires of connecting with someone really deeply even just like a romantic motherfucker you're not just a horny motherfucker <laughs> So um, when you have these kinks or even these fantasies with your sex, um, I know that I already tackled in the shadow episode how we repress that as a shadow. But what I really want to say is that when you master your sex, right, I'm not saying you're a master in bed and physical sex. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is your mastery of the sex and creative principle, mastery of the polarity principle such that when you have someone who's like lost and kind of like um fragile and showing them their small sub self you're strong enough of a leader to be like okay this is what you're gonna do that's sex you see what i'm saying you you're not lovers you're not touching each other you just you were directive and someone was just receptive and then bang creation bang the next thing's gonna happen you see what I'm saying? Everything is sex. <laughs> Everything is creation. Everything is polarity, right? So sex is just another form of polarity. Just another form of expression of the divine polarity. Yeah, it just has more drama around it because, you know, actual fucking babies and, you know, marriage culture and all of that. And, you know, women were sold, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But I do want you to nail the fundamental essence underneath it. And I want you to be willing to nail that. So for example, needle, thread going through a hole of a needle, something piercing and then something opening, receiving that. Just that fucking mechanism. Yeah? Just that fucking mechanism in you is rectified. So the feminine, the part of you that's willing to receive everything like all of god's miracles and gifts wanting to be spoiled babied rotten right being understood and and also being led right because the thing is the feminine quality is like the egg of everything already you carry everything already so consciousness just needs to pierce you a little bit and then stuff happens right the egg already has all the dna nutrients in it there is nothing to do you only need to be receptive yeah so the thing is just the mastery of that quality of are you willing to be penetrated by consciousness yeah and then the other quality which is that can are you willing to direct consciousness and command life and you know even thwart things so meaning kill things that are for how do i say this so you know how like the sperm when it hits the egg it it emits like this signal hormone thing that makes sure all the other sperms die you, you do you know that like the, the first sperm that hits it's like it kills the other things there's that kind of clarity right it's like mine it's like a little bit of possessiveness like me you see that it's very identity right so that piercing quality of this not that you see what i'm saying it's like being very commanding and very responsible of your command this and nothing but this 
All else, throw it out the window. No, we're doing this. No, this is mine. This is my job. Do nothing. Right? So, just that command, just that masculine energy of being able to sit in the throne. Now, I know some people don't like the monarchy in terms of like the royalty and stuff. But in archetype language, the throne basically means when you've sat in your divine essence. Like, you're, you, have, you've, you have had your realization that you are divine. And such, because there's that throne, right? Because royalty means like it's in your blood, that you were always king and queen from the start, right? And then you just ascend to the throne. So there's that feeling of you were always divine. It's just a question of are you sitting in the throne? Do you know how to act like a king? Do you know how to steward and nurture like a queen? Is your king and queen talking? You see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? So... When we talk about sexual exchange, right? When we're talking about, for example, um, for example, you're receiving the penetrative gaze of like a man who's like adoring you, and then you're receptive enough to be like, "Yeah, I'm that shit," right? That's like a little loop, as like a little cycle loop of like mm, feeding off of that, right? A lot of celebrities do feed off of this. And have a lot of evil eyes to protect themselves from curses. But <laughs> but my point is that um, I do want you to recognize that this polarity exchange is such a good mechanism. Not just for opposites, but for two points of consciousness just to exchange. If both of you are like givers, right? You're like both trying to... Imagine a conversation when you're talking at the same time all the time. And then you're quiet at the same time all the time. Now, honestly, the quiet thing could be like a whole vibe, I understand. But there's that thing about the talking and listening polarity. You're not achieving it if you're doing that, right? So what I'm trying to say is that it's a configuration. This this femme-mask polarity, it's a configuration that is helpful you know how like when you're doing circuitry, dang, I hope I don't offend any electrical engineers. But you know how <laughs> when, you, when you're doing circuitry and how there's like a positive conductor and then you have like a negative sinkhole. When the difference is like bigger, the conduction of electricity is also bigger because of the contrast. You see what I'm saying? So this configuration of the universe, this specific dimension, this 3D dimension, we want to conduct more energy, more electricity, and that's why there's polarity. Do you see that? That's what I'm trying to get to. That's what I'm trying to communicate with y'all. That when you're frustrated with polarity existing or don't want to master polarity, one, you're denying how convenient polarity is. Mm-hmm. And two, how much it just works. In terms of, oh, this is like a really easy way to connect with someone. We just, someone talks and then someone listens. Someone listens and then someone talks. Yeah? It's just, not everybody could be a master at talking at the same time and listening at the same time. Yeah, so this, this polarity dance. We're always doing it. It's everywhere. The sex thing, it's everywhere. Yeah? And just penetrate to that truth, and y'all gonna heal. (laughs) 
y'all gonna y'all gonna have a taste of mastery but okay so let's go visit your feminine quality i've done a bunch of descriptions this whole episode so that you're very clear which feminine quality we're going to but i'm also gonna pray with y'all so it's gonna be easier um and then we're gonna invite divine masculine to talk to her again i'm giving you the outline and then we're gonna go to your scorned masculine and then have divine feminine talk to him right and then hopefully we have time to have your divine femme and mask to just meet each other and model for you what their dance looks like yeah okay let's get to it relax find your position you know how to do this um stretch a little bit especially your neck and then inhale exhale i do need you to close your eyes and withdraw your physical attention to the external environments Imagining that all of your external consciousness is shutting down like dimmer lights, two, three, four, penetrating deeper textures of darkness and silence and just going in, going in, 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 almost like layers of an onion in, in, in to its most pure state and just see yourself standing on on a wide expanse and i want you to just feel your body just just feel your internal image body just see yourself touching yourself and then just gently call forth almost like calling a friend that is like and then just holding that and be like hey um every messed up part of my feminine the receiving quality and anytime she was betrayed anytime that she was given something not listened to every time that she was not guided proper properly anytime that she was just scorned for being too much or too large or too colorful anytime she was policed right just feel for all those parts of you aspects of you that resonate with that kind of harm and feeling like they were unprotected betrayed and not celebrated not honored by the masculine and i want her to step forward and with the permission that you have granted me i invoke your divine masculine to emerge from the edge of this vision and I want him to come respectfully into the space with his head bowed. And I do want you to see him go on his knees and bow towards all your scorned aspects. I want you to see how deeply sorry he is for lacking in leadership quality and in lacking in consciousness to even meet you fully. He's been wrong. He's messed up. He's failed to protect you. You are deserving of protection. You are deserving of loyalty. You are deserving of support, resources, 
and just love. And they've failed to make you feel that these parts of you were self-protecting. And that's why they weren't receiving and feeling that. So just receive his apology. Really feel how much he wants to make it up to you. And feel how throughout, imagine you have all the time in the world, all the space in the world. You have 10 years, 100 years, 200 years for him to make it up to you. What does he do to make it up to you? How does he fix your body? How does he adorn you? How does he build the proper moats to your kingdom? How does he assure you for the millionth time without getting tired that he will never ever leave you slash do you wrong again? How, what would he do? What would he have to say? What what would be the perfect words for him to really just earn the trust again of your scorned feminine? How does this perfect energy of love and spirit go towards unimaginable distances, qualities, to convince you, to tame you, to lead you into trusting him again. To earn you again. To deserve leading you again. And feel when you're ready. Maybe it takes 400 trillion, 500 trillion, 600 trillion. If you're willing to allow this rectification to echo to all your versions, lifetimes, dimensions, 800, 900, 100. Just feel how he holds you, earns you back. 1000, 1100, 1200, 1300, 1400, 1450, 1650, at the divine masculine just because it's like fuck like please just get this away from me do it offer it to him it's fine he can take it this guy can take it 50 51 52 53 34 55 56 58 59 like allow you could even allow your chaos to expand in terms of like this is everything that i need to get out right or if you feel already subdued, you could just feel yourself nestling into, into his protection. 61, 60, like an egg. 62, 63, 64, 68, 69, 70, 80, 89, 85, or okay, 83, 84, 85, 86 trillion, 87 trillion, 89, 90 trillion, 91, 92, 93, 91, 100. What does he say? while looking straight into your eyes. 
How does he hold you? We'll turn a page. We'll flip. Feel into all of your body parts. Part of you that feels like a cut-off dick. (laughs) That feels like a wounded pride, a shattered shield, a broken will, a broken spine. Part of you that feels weak, a part of you that doesn't want to go on anymore, that doesn't trust itself. The, this is your scorned masculine that does not have, does not feel like it could be anything, right? Feels like it has failed too often. I've disappointed too many people. I don't, I couldn't. I can't possibly invent or know what to do, right? I I want all these aspects of you come to the forefront, right? And I want you to see an amalgamation of the divine mother slash divine lover. The perfect divine, the perfect constellation of divine feminine energies to morph And crawl up to you. Coax you. And soften you. And nurture you. Maybe you needed somebody to say that you could make mistakes. Maybe... You just needed rest. Maybe you just needed to laugh again. Maybe you needed to be held by a love that does not judge you of wins or defeats. It's just love. It just adores you. It just sees you in your perfection, in your divinity, in your possibility. And just feel these scorned aspects of you, if you're a scorned masculine, be stitched back up together by this perfect feminine. Of how they love you anyway, they love you absolutely, that they will be with you even when you fail your mission, even when you feel like you're going too slow even when you feel like you're not doing it right, even when you feel like you have so many doubts, you could tell her everything. She still wants to support you. She still wants to love you. Because she unconditionally, life unconditionally folds you into herself. So feel these scorned Aspects of you dip into this unconditional love of life. And feel your muscles and your bones strengthen. Your gut strengthen. Your clarity strengthen just because you are buoyed by this love and this rest and by this nutrition. And I want you to feel it almost fatten you up. 
almost fix you from the inside, most grow you from the inside, nurture you into your natural brilliance, like a seed always knowing how to be a tree. Nurturing and love always knows that you are so guided by consciousness, clarity, and wisdom that you just needed the soil. You just needed more fertile soil. And now you have it. Now you are so seated inside the belly of it that she perfectly adores you. Perfectly. You see her in her brilliance and her beauty. How she trusts you in little things. And how, because she knows that you love her, you lead her. And you have these small cycles of like, oh wow, I do know how to take care of her. I do know how to take care of life. And how these actions grow to larger dreams and ambitions of like, oh, this is how I want to love you. This is what I want to do for you. This is how I want to keep you. I want to keep you for good. I want to I want to make sure you're safe, right? Just feel that bloom out like a st- like a stalwart tree, just so sure. It's just in your DNA. It's not taught. It just gets out of you as you're loved. Right? And just feel yourself planted in this love. So you could do You could do little rehearsals of how you would do this love. Or you could just feel yourself grow as an energy. Any is fine. Whatever works for you. I'll count you up in terms of just feeling the intensity and potency of what love feels like when it gives you wings. Yeah? 100 trillion, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 900, 1000, 1100, 1200. 13. What if you were always just taking care of 1415, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 25, 26? What if 28, 29, 30, 31? What if you forgave yourself for your past mistakes? What if you just accepted yourself for all of that you've previously done? What if you gave yourself a new slate? 31, what if you were that generous? What if love, your lover, the divine feminine is that generous towards you? 41, 42, 43, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49. Just feel how that kind of support always gives you so much mana, so much possibility that you're not even scared of making a mistake anymore. Because you're just buoyed forward. 51, 52, 53, 54. You're just inspired. You're just fueled by her. 61, 62, 64, 65, 68, 69, 70. What does it feel like when that force just waters you? Right? With such intelligent inspiration that you know where to go and that you don't even know where the leading and the following begins because her love leads you as well 89 90 91 children 92 children 94 just feel your deep connection with yourself as a lover and your beloved 99 and maybe lose 
a bit of are you holding the masculine pole are you doing the feminine pole what if sometimes you shift your consciousness into the feminine sometimes the masculine sometimes the masculine is doing something androgynous sometimes it's just mixing now it's just mixing and then i want you to see this loving relationship and see oh do you do do i like this relationship would i commit myself to this would i would i name myself my own boyfriend would i name myself my own married partner in life and just feel this polarity cycle right this little energy wave and exchange with heightened potency and exploration 100 trillion 200 trillion and it's up to you if you want to put a ring on it right or if you want to say promises but see how you would do this relationship inside of you when it's so guided 500 trillion 600 trillion 700 trillion 800 trillion 900 trillion 1000 1100 1200 trillion 13 release all concepts and ideas uh delete all echoes formations perceptions that are not aligned to the divine marriage 39 40 Hmm, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 100, 26, 100, 27, 28, 29, 31, 30. It really stretch how deep the surrender goes, how deep the clarity goes. 41, 42. Is it natural for you to imagine a family or a kingdom or how your stewardship grows, how your love just flows out and feeds more people 41 43 oh wow it's so beautiful isn't this shared i want the whole world to know about how i love her him us 50 51 52 3 54 55 55 if it resonates with you you could even picture their two spines intertwining all their chakra nadi energies lining up and merging into each other feeding kissing each other and sinewing dancing as each other these two forms in electric light dance yeah 91 92 trillion 94 95 and then what does this pulse this new pulse that is this merging does 35 trillion 36 trillion 8.39.4.89.19.2.3.4.5.6.7.8.9.10. And I want you to settle into the last picture that you get of what union ought to feel like. And I want you to. Promise at least to yourself that you'll remember it, and that you're willing to receive it, willing, willing to give it, as well. How does it feel like to be this in tune? To work so creatively together. Just, just notice how you feel. As you tap this perfect couple, maybe 
physical you consciousness has a bunch of questions. You know how like you meet like perfect partners and you're like, oh, I want to ask them questions. And it's like, okay, so from this divine couple, see your relationships and see how they would navigate that. How they would advise you about it. How they would love you through it. How would they lead you through it. What's their opinion on your heart? On your sex? What's their opinion on your current lover? What's their opinion with your heart? Are you... Don't they have a truth to tell you a reminder a sacred reminder and I want you to fully feel and step into that reminder knowing that you are them they are you that you are rehearsing building architecting imbibing the capacity to be the love that you have just witnessed and received and you're like yeah i know that that could be my normal i know that that could be my default i know that that energy can permeate the underlying belly of all of my existence it could be this easeful it could be this powerful. You could pause the recording here if you want to spend more time here. Play anytime you're ready as I ease you out. Do notice a small door as you look to your right. And I do want you to feel yourself kind of soap up, soak up all the energy internally like it goes it's like very persistent worms where it keeps going deep right and just it just goes deeper within you every time you go and then just walk out the door one two three and just emerge into your physical body form and you could move your fingers your toes maybe your legs for a little bit and just reorient into this new energy um i want you to not rush into doing anything and just drink water and do what feels like it is coming from the wisdom that you have just received right try to allow emergence from wisdom rather than trying to consciously in implement what you've just realized no try to emerge and move as this new energy yeah and maybe you notice that some things just drop away notice if some of your dramas just drop away and notice if some old feelings and stories have a more generous version now and just have a more easeful way now okay i'm gonna trust you with what else to do about this and how to rehearse more of this you could, of course, listen to this again if you want to explore these energies again. 
But I do want to say that if you have specific trauma slash narratives slash questions with polarity, especially like when you're working with lover energies in other dimensional planes, like that could get quite tricky. And if you have trauma from other dimensions and lifetimes that are resurfacing because you're sending this energy and you're having a hard time believing it, interpreting it, moving it, walking your way out of that story. If you're having a hard time just even grasping the story, like you just feel the edges of it, right? Because of this meditation. Um, Trust that you're sending energies already just by intention. But, but I do want to advise you to book a one-on-one session with me so that we could just nail, nail it on the head in, in terms of like, oh, okay, this is, this is the truth of the matter. And then this is how we're going to specifically move it, right? Because um, it is a limitation for my podcast episodes that these induction, uh, ceremonies, inductions are quite general. So I can't. Uh, I can't super pinpoint stuff to a soul-specific trauma. Yeah, so I could if we were doing a (laughs) one-on-one or like a smaller group class because this is programmed for general public. Meaning, you know, not just the time that they release this, but for anybody else, any dimension version creature that wants to access this energy in any time and space so it's very general so i do want to say that uh if if this is resonating with you this whole polarity talk and that you're moving a lot of emotions around previous relations right and then you're having a hard time even grasping towards a conscious love or like an experience of a lover beloved please 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 book a session with me yeah you can do it i believe in you okay all right if this is helpful for you forward it to your friends family lovers and (laughs) that's all i have for this episode and ciao